Hey there, Michael Nunez. Just wanted to shine some light on an upcoming event hosted by Stride. Stride has a speaker series called Leading Through Adversity, pulling experts from around the world to talk about best practices for leading in these times. There are quite a few people on the lineup, including friend of the show, Esther Derby. She'll be talking about learning to manage remotely and how it may transform how we think about and practice management. Diana Larson will speak about ways our current situation can actually empower our agility. This coming Thursday, June 4th, 2020, Dr. Kerry Solkowitz has a talk titled, The Pandemic of Anxiety, Leading Through the Pandemic. I'm definitely going to attend that one, and I hope you do too. For more information and to register for these events and many others, please check out strideNYC.com events. If you're unable to attend, we will upload the recordings onto our site. As I mentioned before, there'll be many other events, so try to register as early as you can so that you can catch them live. That's strideNYC.com events. Now, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live from the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And today, we'll be talking about positive reinforcement training for doggos, yourself, and Agile. This is a topic that Dave was really passionate about. Do uh, you have any thoughts you want to drop before we begin, Dave? Yeah. So I guess we're all, as we've talked about in past episodes, at this time in social isolation mode. So that means like if you have a dog, you're spending a lot more time with the dog. And also there's a lot of people who have been like adopting more dogs into their lives. And if you're like rescuing a dog, then you're probably going to need to start learning about dog training. Like I know that like when I adopted my dog last year, She's like kind of a mess. So there's a lot of work that we're trying to do with her. So I started reading this book, Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor. And it's like about like the fundamental idea of positive reinforcement training. It's not really like a set sequence of things you can apply, but just like what are the basic ideas and how do you apply them? And, you know, they're very generally applicable, not just for a dog or a dolphin, but, you know, I found that even like looking at it, it's like, oh, you can just be good to yourself as well. Mm-hmm. That also kind of can be helpful. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see if there's any correlation or any information I could use for uh, when rewarding my son with certain things that he does and, and changing behaviors for other for other things. So is it mainly about positive reinforcement? Yeah, the it's, most, it's, kind uh, of, it's kind of about like providing a feedback loop, right? Like, and that's that's also like fundamental to like agile. Like, we're we're building these the system that gives us feedback loops and reinforces us when we're doing the right thing, or gives us a way to correct ourselves to do a better thing. Like the basic idea of like positive reinforcement training is like so with dogs, um, they'll often it's like very popular to use like a clicker so like if you see a behavior that you want that the dog does then you would mark the behavior which is like a click or you say yes and then you give a reward so normally it's like food or attention or whatever but that tells the dog that they did something right and they like the reward so they're going to try to keep doing it so it's like really like the simplest way to 
send some information to you know a creature that doesn't speak English. Like if you say you did it right, then they know that they can do that again and get some something good. Or if you said you did it wrong, then like they don't really know what they should be doing. Instead, there's like too broad of a possibility of like what it could be. The idea that I had in mind, because I think it would be really rude if I was uh, pairing with someone and when they did something right, just like click their face like that. That's probably not what I want to do. <laughs> but like the idea that uh, to reward positive behavior, like uh, the first thing that came into mind is like, oh, on a pull request, because like often we look at pull requests as something that we want to like like show our, uh, what we think is correct and how to fix things. But like we should also be like sending thumbs up or like sending comments that are positive to individuals in pull requests so that they can then like feel good about what they've done. If like whether they introduce a new pattern into the into the feature or like they're following behaviors that the team wants to move forward in, like just giving thumbs up during the PR. I found like that could be a cool way to add it to show that you want these uh, behaviors to continue. Yeah, like definitely like giving positive words to your teammates is a good way to like let them know that you're aligned and they appreciate what they're they're doing. And yeah, that is a positive reinforcement in itself. Like just a simple emoji being like, wow, or yes, like good job. Like yeah, clap emoji. Yeah, exact clap emoji is is great. Like, you know, you got some good test coverage, clap emoji. You deleted a bunch of code and cleaned it up. Two clap emojis. <laughs> Yeah, there's this concept in, in the field of positive psychology called the Lasada line. There's a researcher who used some really advanced like fluid dynamics modeling to do some analysis of how effective positive and negative reinforcement is at different ratios. And the math that he used, and I think the, the use of the math in that paper has largely been discredited at this point, but there were a bunch of studies along that same vein, which looked at the effect of positive and negative reinforcement, and that they all seemed to sort of conclude that the ratio is pretty high. So the Lasada line was like 3.9, 2.9 something, which is like the absolute <laughs> minimum number of bits of positive reinforcement you could give before you could give a piece of negative reinforcement and have it be effective. Interesting. <laughs> so precise. <laughs> <laughs> Very precise. And I think, you know, there's been some backlash about the, the math there and, and the simplification of human psychology to a number like that. But I think most people would agree that it seems sort of intuitively true. And it also seems to have been corroborated by several studies that it definitely seems like you need a lot more positive reinforcement then you do negative reinforcement, even though negative reinforcement can be really critical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, people are complicated, but, and, you know, there are a lot of ways that you can have a nuanced exchange to discuss, like, architecture and things like that. But, like, the just the fundamental thing of, like, just being like, hey, this is good. Like, I like this. Like, it's it's a pretty powerful thing that, it is encouraging and i uh like sometimes it's easy to forget that like that you don't have to just call out like you know like hey this this line in the pr is trash like or like <laughs> i i hate this yeah. variable name like that's that's the worst feeling like when yeah. someone gives you a big red x on the pr because like you gave the wrong variable name or something it's like i like to give the green check 
you know, approve and be like, well, you can think about these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, um, if you want, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, I, I approved um, it. I have some things, but if you, if it's okay with me, all good. Yeah. But like, uh, one of the, one of the things in the, in the book that I mentioned earlier was like, you know, this is like kind of a tool to like shape your own behavior in a way as well, where maybe you're trying to like learn something new, like you're, you're learning a new programming language and you have, you know, programmed in other languages before and you know how to get things done very quickly in those languages. This is a situation I found myself in pretty recently. And it's easy sometimes to get frustrated with yourself and be like, oh my God, like, why is this taking me so long? Like, you know, why don't I know this? And instead, like, reframe that as being, like, a positive exchange for yourself where you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, oh, I figured out this new thing. Like, you know, focusing on, like, the incremental learning that you're doing instead of focusing on like you know the things that you're doing wrong or the things that you've confused or that you're not understanding right now yeah i think another small uh way of the idea of influencing and encouraging positive behavior is like the idea of having trunk-based development where you have very 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 small commits to add to features to your code because that way the reward being that like the work that you're doing is in production faster like will let you and your users know that the work is being done and that like it's a good product in itself because you're you're releasing these new features out to the user as fast as possible right and you're like doing kind of ci cd and yeah. like just getting getting work out in front of people quickly Right. Like I imagine that like you wouldn't if if like a release of a feature took six months and then you saw it would be you wouldn't get the same effect if you were releasing new changes and new features every week or every two weeks. So I imagine like the the more you see positive changes and like customers are uh, using this feature and it's positive review, then like the more good you'll feel about releasing more stuff more faster. And I think that's yeah, totally. like doing that. That's totally true. Yeah. Like, so you kind of like, you're sharing the work more frequently with the people who it matters with. And that's kind of like, I guess, shaping like what direction you might take with the next work. Maybe like you decide that some feature is really working great. Like everybody loves your new red button. Like the red button's amazing. So we just need to make more red buttons everywhere. Right. So yeah, <laughs> make them all red. <laughs> all red. Yeah, but you you would find out um, you would find out if you released it every two weeks to know that maybe not all the buttons need to be red, but some. But if you did that every six months, it would take another six months to you to then realize like, oh, that wasn't the best way to color all the buttons. Even if you so say we were doing this two week iteration or sprint, but then the team decides to split the work up and that more more members can then release more pieces of code then that's even more features that are out that the user see and with the positive reviews or the uses of that particular feature you'll be able to give more for your users and then it's positive for you and the team because you guys have been given praise on this new feature that all the users are using and it's just like a great feeling to have to know that you're producing this work 
And I think like the um, other ceremonies, like like stand up is like feedback that you're getting from your team uh, on a daily basis where the people are working as expected. And it's like you can encourage them, tell them they're doing a good job. And if they need help, like they'll be able to say that in stand up. Other pieces of uh, feedback that we normally get, including like CI, CD, what Dave mentioned before. Those when you know something's broken, then we know we need to fix it. Then we see that it's green again, like it's enforcing positive behavior. And when something is wrong, then we'll see it's red. We can't just uh, go around clicking all our developers to make sure they're doing a good job. Like there's other ways for us to do that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I like I I do feel like when CI/CD is flaky though, or like when when some of these signals are like out of whack, and like you're kind of getting a signal that says you did it wrong and it's not clear like what you you did wrong or like if the tests are flaky or inconsistent or really slow then it becomes like a bit more challenging for that to be a useful tool like the longer the longer time you have to wait in order to get that feedback and like if you can't trust if it's actually telling you something that's useful, then that's also an issue. But you know, if the feedback is timely and correct and clear, then it can lead to really solid outcomes. Yeah, if all that uh, infrastructure is in place and it's uh, done correctly, definitely there are ways to enforce uh, positive behaviors. And I think, you know, the idea of like Scrum and XP like has all these different ways to do that. And we just have to make sure everything's green. So we push new features uh, for our users. Dave, what was the name of the book and author again? Has, the book has a crazy name. It's Don't Shoot the Dog. Don't Shoot uh, the Dog. That's not important. Karen Pryor. But uh-huh. like it's more broadly applicable than the name sounds. It's not just about you know, not shooting the dog. I feel like the name itself is a form of negative reinforcement. It's like, what should I do instead of shooting the dog? Which is actually the majority of the book. The majority of the book is like what you should do instead of shooting the dog and shooting yourself while you're like learning view. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't shoot yourself while you're learning view. <laughs> right. You're doing so much right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I might have to purchase or purchase the book and see what I can apply to myself. <laughs> Yeah, and, maybe apply my, it to Geo. Yeah, I got to apply it to my son because uh, he's, <laughs> he's getting some wild behaviors right now. And we got to change them. And yeah, including headbutting. So, he's been headbutting my chest whenever he wants something. And that's <laughs> oh, not no. fun. It's painful and it's not cool. And Are you reinforcing him for headbutting? I guess. He likes when I grunt because it hurts. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, I got to look into this and uh, see what other ways in, in the Agile methodologies we could use so that I can refrain Geo from headbutting me. Uh, <laughs> you just grunt whenever he doesn't headbutt you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. Just, just grunt all the time. Make sure it's just... I just got to punch, like, punch myself like, in the chest, grunt. <laughs> it's like tool time, guys. Yeah, exactly. Red, green, refactor, but punch, chest, grunt. Oh, happiness. This is what's going to happen. Okay. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.